All right, get off Grinder. Dude, he's like, <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing DoorDash right now. He says, oh, damn. <laughs> he says, oh, damn, my current delivery is to your complex. <laughs> Andy, you have to refrain. We have to do this right now. We have to do this right Tonight. now. That was good. That story was good. No, that his um, message was good. That's funny. Oh, dude, yeah, dude, this guy's hot, man. I'm like, he's hot. He's fucking hot. He's just my type. Fuck, dude. Fuck you, Kendall. Fuck you. I'm kidding. Let me get a snap real quick. I hate that. Welcome back, crushes. We just ended you off with a cliffhanger on our last episode, or part one of Crush and Q&A. Welcome back in. Where we left off, we were just starting to talk about ways that we, um, as individuals, as single individuals, um, are able to find joy and happiness in some tactics that we use um, in our lives. So without further ado, let's get back into the episode. All right, I guess I'm sure not everyone who's listening is in a relationship. So what are some things that we do for ourselves since we don't have a significant other? Not that you can't do these things with a significant other, but just ways that we appreciate ourselves and like how we, I guess, kind of like your like journey with like being alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, how does Andy love spending time with himself? himself. Um, so one thing that I like to do is have friends. <laughs> That's what I realized. I was in a really dark place my sophomore year of college. And I don't, I attribute it partially to that being the first full year of, you know, after coming out and I had just become an RA and I just joined a fraternity and all these things. And I had not been doing well in classes and all these things were going on and i was in a dark place um and then it literally one night randomly i was hanging out with my friends i was an ra at the time in, my, in the freshman dorm that i was an ra of and my friends were my residents um not my only friends but my best friends and um i just realized i was just surrounded by them and i was like crap i have such amazing friends i am loved by these people like and i love them this is this is a relationship this is love and that that realization was what flipped my switch and my whole semester and whole year turned around that was in the spring semester of my sophomore year i will never forget that moment it was late at night in the basement with my besties for my sophomore year um and i it was magical and ever since then that's what i fall back on it's i don't say i don't even remind myself now because it's just already ingrained in me is i have really good friends i'm blessed to have amazing friends who are there for me all the time i'm there for them um so yeah that's so what do i do i talk to them i spend time with them quality time um and i you know am active and engaged in their lives because i care about them and i want to be so yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i personally i 
thrived in undergrad actually (laughs) oh yeah brother I yeah loved it I'm obsessed with JMU obsessed with all my friends from JMU um including my grad school friends um but after so graduation was kind of I was like super excited to from undergrad I was super excited to be able to stay at JMU because I loved it so much and um I was like great I can't wait to be here for two more years and then most of my really close friends graduated with me and then they obviously left and so I luckily was in like a um a fraternity so I was living I was still living with people that I knew who were younger than me um and then I made like my new friends in grad school but that was kind of a weird transition time when I what didn't have like all those girlfriends that I was like really really close with just like right next door or like living with them so that was kind of a hard realization and I went and I I visited Arlington so many times my first year of grad school oh my god <laughs> Michaela and I would always joke about Kendall um, because she was gone every fucking weekend, every week. And I was like, how is this bitch going to keep up with our schoolwork? I had no idea. She did. Yeah. So that I think was the, I was having a little bit of a like FOMO feeling left out of like not being in their lives anymore. And so um, second year of grad school, I was just like, deep in my thesis and I was so busy that I just didn't have time to that was a stressful time in my life um but yeah and then I would say probably this past year with the pandemic the start of the pandemic the whole um George Floyd thing really hit me hard and I was alone in that I we were in the middle of a pandemic as well um so that was definitely like a kind of a dark point of the year um and then yeah so that was just a lot of like different realizations happening and then I was like wow I need to like leave Virginia I need to like just change just change a lot of things like learned a lot um so much through this whole pandemic and like being by myself I think was something that I needed even though it wasn't the best of times (laughs) yeah um what about as far sorry I was just going to say, because what well, you saying George, George Floyd really sparked a realization in my mind, too. I remember I was driving across the country to Arizona right in the heat of it all, right? Early June when everything. Oh, yeah, like, I was like, Andy, are you seeing this? Stuff? And he's like, I've been driving all day. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. I actually remember. I mean, I barely knew anything about it because I was driving all like for a whole week and I didn't watch the news or anything. I just listened to old podcasts I had saved and stuff like that mostly the office ladies um shout out to the office ladies anyway um and i had had a phone call with one of our best friends hannah welch who was talking to me and we talked for like two hours on my drive and i loved to call on people when i was driving because it kept me you know engaged and like not like zombie mode and we were just talking about all the crazy things and how it has impacted our lives and how scary and dangerous the world is and how, uh, you know, it's just, there's so many, there's just this huge amount of white privilege and these huge discrepancies and what people are able to do just based off of race and what, you know, prejudices that are based off of race. And we had this whole deep conversation. I can't remember it ever, all now, but in that moment, I realized how privileged I was to be driving across the country and how everyone in our country 
should have that or in the world should have the opportunity to explore and experience different things and not be stuck in the place that they live. Um, and that's not, I mean, it's a privilege. It's a privilege that I was able to just get up and go. I, I will admit that not everyone has that luxury that people have family, people have obligations, people have commitments. I was just able to say, screw it. I'm going to go. I want to go. I'm going to go. And I did it. And I had family out here and I could move in with them. And I was so privileged. And I just realized that I want people to have that opportunity. I want people to be able to get up and go and fucking explore and just see the world and see things. Cause driving through Kansas was fucking cool. It was cool to see rolling Hills. <laughs> did Kansas suck? Sorry, Kansas can, can say and whatever they are, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's just cool to just see things like rolling yeah, hills. I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah. Driving across yeah. the country by yourself was like such an experience. It's an experience. I and it. I was yeah, really. in that moment, I was able to respect it and be like, wow, I'm so privileged to have this. And I want people to have this. And, you know, it's, it was in a time when there was so much turmoil and everything felt like it was burning to the ground. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was really going with it, but yeah, I don't know how we got into that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're just like, things can't get worse, right? And then they get worse. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just like one thing after the other. So yeah, but aside from, I guess, friends, what are some things that you do for yourself when you're alone? When I'm so when I'm alone, I what I, what keeps me happy? So I work out. That's the biggest thing. I love working out. And sometimes I work out in a group, but I like to, I like to go tunnel vision and just get my workout in and just, that's my space for me. Nobody else needs to be there. I'm just there for myself. I greatly appreciate alone time. I greatly appreciate just being able to sit down and have the TV on. I'm not even watching it, just having the background noise. And I can just think about whatever I want to think about and, or let my mind wander. That just gives me peace. And I've recently started reading again and it just is peaceful to go off into a story. And it's just nice to have that time to just escape from everything else in the world and just have that time for me. And it's, it's nice to just be selfish and take that time for me. Cause I, you know, everyone deserves it. And I tell myself I deserve it. So that's yeah. stuff that I do. Um, yeah. Going off that, I also enjoy working out. I think that we both work very like, socially heavy jobs that like at the end of the day you're just like I don't want to fucking talk to anyone anymore yeah. <laughs> and because so you've been talking to people all day it's just like I just want to I need to be alone and like honestly I feel bad because me and my roommate we honestly hardly ever see each other because like she's working from home she's in her room working and then I get home and I like am just like need to be by myself and yeah. so I'll just um I don't know I think definitely just kind of forcing yourself to be alone it does feel uncomfortable at first especially I think the like coming out here and like driving out here by myself and going on I guess like dates with myself um and just like dating yourself kind of I don't know it's like cheesy but um but just before. like doing doing things by yourself like I don't need someone to go get coffee with me like I can do that by myself and I enjoy doing it by myself and um I guess challenging yourself to like get lunch with yourself go on a hike by yourself that was I've done it like a couple times since I've been out here um but it's nice just being outdoors with myself and walking oh my gosh quarantine I walked literally every day I walked my neighborhood that was three miles every single day by myself I like doing it by myself sometimes my like mom or my neighbor 
friend, my best friend from home, she would like ask to go with me. And I'm like, Oh, I really love doing it by myself, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can come. <laughs> so just, uh, just getting comfortable being by yourself. And I think like being more comfortable being in the gym, it just comes from doing it. You just have to do it. And yeah. Yeah. And I think the quarantine really not escalated, but just like forces forced you into it. I don't know. So Kendall, would you ever go on a date with yourself to the gym? Oh, I do it all the time. Would you, <laughs> um, would you, yeah, that's one of my favorite dates with myself is going to the gym. Me too. Me too. I, um, I kiss myself in the mirror. I, I blow myself. <laughs> um, what are, I'm like, oh, he looks good. Um, what are some, let's say you were working out with somebody. This is a question that we had. What are some healthy ways you could encourage a partner while working out? whether it be a friend, whether it be a significant other, what are some ways that you could encourage them? Um, I guess inviting them to come work out with you. Maybe one of the reasons that they don't like working out is because they don't want, want to go by themselves or they don't know what to do by themselves. So if you invite someone to come to the gym with you and you have a plan for y'all to, for your workout together, um, I think that would be, really a great way to get a partner is in like a relationship partner or friend to get to the gym if you're trying to encourage them on that maybe ask them what they enjoy doing if they have any goals that you can support them in um, helping them make a goal and then helping them encouraging them to get to their goal uh, it's probably the two best ideas that I can think of I, I like the idea of just sending an invitation you know, you want to come if they say no, no, I have a friend who asked me to hike all the time. Um, and I say no, almost all the time. I have said yes, but I recently have just been really busy. And I say no all the time, but I tell her, keep asking because yeah. I will say yes. I just, it's hard. Sometimes I'm busy and I do work out. I do. I am active. Like the hiking would be bonus and it'd be quality time. And I want it. I just, some, it's hard for me to get there sometimes. So don't be afraid to keep asking. Even if somebody says no, but during a workout, let's say you've, you've asked, they're there. What can you do? One thing that I really like to do to encourage somebody is to help them feel how awesome they are. Because saying, you know, things about like how they look or whatever, that's not going to, that's not going to stick. But if you're able to get someone to feel a certain way, that's what people remember is the way you make them feel. So, you know, let's say you're working out with someone, they're your best friend. And they just, you know, did a move that they weren't comfortable with. Let's just say they did a handstand, like freaking celebrate that. And don't just celebrate them. Say, say something to them that can really stick. Like be like you, you know, you came into this thing that you couldn't do it and you just did it. You just accomplished that. You're freaking awesome. Something that you can like open up their eyes to something. Like, did you feel that in your shoulders? Dang, look at your core so strong. You're holding that so strong. It's not easy. Like, that's so awesome to be able to celebrate that moment to help them recognize and feel that. Um, so I think that that's an important way to help encourage partner while working out is really tap into them and their feelings. And that's something I always try to do as a coach. And I do think it is able to help coaches or people separate themselves from others when they're able to get people to feel a certain way as opposed to just going off of the bare bones yeah um, and i think focusing on like non um appearance 
like making when you make a comment about like something great that they're doing don't make it about their appearance like oh about their weight loss or something like that so i know people who do find value off hearing an appearance-based compliment i totally understand that it's very common in you know our line of work but here's one way that you can really be more motivating within more inspirational to everyone involved and maybe even can help them you know find more meaning and find more feeling behind it is instead of saying you know oh dang your butt looks so big or something that's kind of like that's that's i feel like an invasive comment that's something that is objectifying you can say something like wow you look so strong you look like a feeling of strength that is something that you can really turn around like you just got so low in there you look so freaking strong right now that's one way that you can flip it around and say instead of saying something looks like something in a mirror or whatever no it's like you you look powerful you look strong you look fierce right now Give them like some sort of like feeling behind it that can help switch, flip the script on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's keep moving along here. Um, if we were in a relationship, would we work out with our partner? Yes. Kendall? Um, yes. Sweet. <laughs> we got to move. <laughs> I, mean, I think there's like a yeah way to it. Like Andy yeah. and I have worked out together where where we're just like working out kind of at the same time and we'll like do some exercises together. But obviously if it's a guy and a girl, you're probably not the same strength we talked about relative and um, relative strength. Um, and in versus absolute. Yeah. yeah, versus absolute. Um, so like me and Andy probably wouldn't get a squat rack together because uh, we would be lifting completely different weights and it would be hard to transition between sets. So like, there's some like logistic things to it, but yes, I well, even, I mean, we don't even have to, the last date I went on to at a gym, I was no offense to this other person. I could lift significantly heavier than that person and it made it, we just different. And that person was a guy. So, you know what, you know, it doesn't matter really yeah that's true so i'm just gonna say um but it was uh, and like i wasn't joking it was a first date you know it was a first date and i was like able to obviously i was trying to you know be impressive but i was like i didn't even have to i'm not kidding i didn't even have to try so it was like (laughs) it was just a little weird and i was like okay i'm not getting the best work i did learn some cool things i learned a great move and i do it all the time it's like a it's a pull up windshield wiper i don't know, even know what to call it you've probably oh, you just story. that's new you posted a lot now and now. it's been posted a couple of times <laughs> I, don't know if I know listening. you got it from him it's so funny if he's listening that'd be hilarious i doubt he listened this far into it <laughs> um and yeah i learned that from him so i t- but hey here's the thing here's the thing and i've learned this uh, so many times take something away from each and every date take something away it's mm-hmm. the crappiest day in the world take something away from it learn something not just a date any experience take something away from it um but yes i would work out with my partner i wouldn't work out with them all the time most likely because i like to, i told you tunnel vision like to do my own thing but i definitely want to include them in workouts and be you know yeah. i think it's fun to like go to the gym together maybe not necessarily work out together the whole time how about you see a couple at the gym I cringe sometimes. Oh, it depends. I mean, to people that hold hands while they're like walking throughout the gym, I'm like, aren't you sweaty? Aren't your hands profusely sweating? <laughs> they're, not, they're not working out hard enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like, I mean, excessive PDA in any setting is really uncomfortable. Um, and I think, especially like in the gym. I've seen, I've seen ass slapping. 
I've seen kissing and I've seen myself throw up to all of these. <laughs> so, I mean, I agree. I mean, you, whatever you want to do with your significant other, go off, have fun. But in a public setting, sometimes, especially in the gym, I, I personally, I mean, like it's a, it's my own issue, I guess, but like, I'm like, don't just slap that person's ass and what, but you know, that's just me. Um, so who knows? <laughs> made me uncomfortable but that's just that's my own thing i could maybe i have my own demons to to work over work through. yeah i mean i don't love pda in general so i don't think i would i would do i don't think couple, i would do it if you're that couple go go off <laughs> go. um all right we got a question about a guide to flirting at the gym or like yeah. getting hit on at the gym and yeah, we're not I mean, here to we're not here to tell you how to do it. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll like offer some like things that I've found that guys have done that seem to work for me. Not that it'll work on every girl. Um, but I guess yeah. So there is no guide. But I I don't know. It's also easier when we were like at school and it you see people so consistently. You like have classes with them. You see them at like places on campus um you're in the same organizations like there's certain people that you see so regularly that it feels like almost natural to like introduce yourself um so I think that doing that it's harder now being out of school this is mine and Andy's first year out of school so um in just like the real world setting and it's been a pandemic so I haven't even been to a real gym <laughs> um but I think that if I find it guys that I see very consistently, um, then we'll start like, oh, maybe like smiling at each other as we pass or, uh, and then eventually they'll like, um, they'll just like come up to me and, oh, introduce themselves, ask for my number, whatever. I feel like that, or find me on Instagram and then like slide in my DMs and be like, hey, I see you around a lot, blah, blah, blah. We should get a drink sometime. Personally, I feel like that works the best. It's not like a stranger coming up to me out of nowhere and just being like, hey, you're attractive. Like, can I get your number? Like, I don't, I don't like that personally, but I think that it feels more natural when it's someone that you see regularly that you don't know, but you feel like, you know, because you see them a lot. Um, and that just feels more natural to me, I guess. I don't know. Or just shoot your shot. I don't know. <laughs> Shoot's got to shoot. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. I think that if you are, seeing someone regularly in a fitness or in any setting like i sometimes feel like a connection to them mm -hmm. so i'm i mean i feel like it's you you have every right to like just say hello i mean there's nothing wrong with waving a hand or whatever um i do think there is such thing as personal privacy in space so you know i wouldn't be too invasive but you know you can also you can ask a question hey how you, i've seen you around here a lot you know hey, would you like to yeah, we obviously we have something in common. We're working out, you know, would you like to go get coffee or what, you know, what's, you know, whatever. I don't know. That's something that's totally, you know, honest and just, and, you know, good hearted, well intentions, everything, all those good intentions. Yeah, it's innocent. Innocent. Yeah. So it's not, there's no issue. I mean, I personally don't see anything wrong with that. No. I, I think that there are issues that come up when you try to like, if it's like, okay, you've just seen this person, they're at the gym and you're like, dang hottie and then you just go up to them and disrupt their workout or you're really creepy with your eyes or 
you know you're you may even like you know try to get to help on their form or something from the first thing like there's just some things that are just like a little bit much so you know as we always say check yourself before you wreck yourself um yeah yeah just be just be i mean be a human being like i was saying when i was on like when i'm on the dating apps i'm not myself on the dating app sometimes like i'm just not i try to be something i'm not whatever be yourself and be a good human and that's the respect and care you should take when approaching someone whether they're at the gym or in a work environment or anywhere you know they're human they want to be respected and cared for they don't want to be used um or taken advantage of in any way or like objectified more objectified but um yeah and if i think that like it's one thing that i have hard a hard time rejecting people in person because you don't know how they're going to react um so I think that if you are like going up and shooting your shot with someone, if they reject you, don't take it personally. Like, don't like be like, oh, like, why are you being such a bitch? Um, just like take it. And then you're like, all right, that's totally fine. They're not my person and that's okay. Um, so I think that's one thing that I like get nervous about if I'm not interested in someone and they come up to me and I'm just scared to like say no because you don't know how they react. So I usually just be like, oh, sure here's my number. And then they text me. I just don't respond. <laughs> and that's my form of rejection because I can't do it oh, in person. <laughs> no, it's okay. Kendall's such a sweetheart. <laughs> I mean, it's hard saying no to people in person. Um, oh, you're not the only person who's done that or who, yeah, yeah uh, myself included. Um, okay. So crush time. Crush time. Okay, so I'm really excited for this one. This is a story. This is not just crush time. This is story time. So we're going to share a little story real quick. I'll start us off. So this kind of goes off our last topic a little bit, but there is this one guy at the gym. This is back in JMU. And he was like, he was like just the someone I could just envision myself being in a relationship with. We all know it. You know, you just dream about a person like, oh, oh I see this and this and this. And I didn't even know this person. But I saw them at the gym all the time. Um, this person worked out in the morning when I worked out. And let me tell you, it made me way more <laughs> accountable for working out because I would be like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to be there. I have to be there because clearly I have to see him every morning and he has to see me. Um, so I'd go all the, all the time and I was super consistent. I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm crushing my goals. This is pre-COVID, right? Right in this new year of 2020 back then. Um, and it was awesome and i would go back to our office because kill and i shared an office with like all our besties um and i would be like oh my gosh there's this guy he is looks like this like is awesome and i remember seeing him like from last year and now and like he's like made so much progress with his fitness goals and everything and i just can't believe it it's amazing and i'm like obsessed with him i talk about kendall what i talk about him all the time all the time every all day the time. we get an update every day because i would go to the gym like every day and i'd get an update right um so flash forward i actually looked through i sent him an instagram message i followed him and i don't know how he followed me back but i recently looked through and found out that i messaged him and i'm gonna read that message to you guys because i can't believe so this is on january 26th of 2020 
I followed him and I sent him this message DM. So as we had talked about, I was like, he's my friend. I see him all the time. I said, Hey, so I know this sounds stupid, but I just wanted to thank you for motivating me to recommit to my fitness goals. I saw you in the gym a couple weeks ago and noticed how much progress you made since last year. When I remembered seeing a random soccer player at UREC and then talked about you to my graduate student friends of which one of them knew you uh, and she showed me your transformation video. And the fact that you committed to yourself for three years without the help of any steroids or anything and put on that mat, that mask that you did at your height truly connected to me and has helped me tell and has helped me tell myself that if I stay consistent and determined, I can do it too. So thank you and keep sticking to your grind because it is motivating others and changing the world, whether you notice it or not. That's a pretty sweet little message. That would, I would melt if someone sent me that. Right. That was on January 26th. The day after, he responds, thank you. I really appreciate the kind words. I'm glad you're motivated from it, and hopefully you can achieve your goals just like I'm trying to do. Again, thank you for your, for, thank you for the message. It means a lot. So, of course, I respond same day. Yes, of course, dude. I am also a PT, a personal trainer, and I'm a group X instructor and have trained and taught nearly X amount of people so far. And the most meaningful thing to me is positively impacting their lives. I'm able to see it firsthand and all the I'm able to see it firsthand all the time. I just wanted you to know that you have a, you have positively impacted me even in this busy and stressful period of my life. So thank you. God, could you have hyped him up any more? You're kissing his ass so hard. <laughs> right. But let's be, I've been told I am everyone's pocket hype man and I'll take that to my grave because I love hyping people up. Um but maybe why I'm it. maybe why I'm, I do what I do as a trainer and stuff. Um, but so that was that. And then like, I would see him all the time and then literally sizzles, nothing happens because he wasn't interested. I was able to acknowledge that and realize it. It wasn't mean that doesn't mean I was going to not be all over him anymore, but I realized that, okay, this is where my story ends. However, can we just, can we point out before we get to the next part of the story? That you would have him up on your computer. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention this. All right, so you have to. It's so funny. I know. Okay, so as you, if you were listening to those messages I was reading, I alluded to how one of my friends showed me the um, transformation video of this of said person. Well, I obviously looked into this transformation video. It's an awesome transformation video in the terms of the made an awesome transformation. Um, but the music is terrible. The quality is terrible. Whatever. But I literally was so into him, so into him. Not anymore. I don't even know where this video is. I probably could find it. But I would keep it on my desktop. So this is what I do. I would have an, a, a different window that was just this YouTube video. Two monitors. Two monitors. Uh, uh, yes, two monitors. So I had two monitor screens. Okay, Kendall, two monitors. But I would have it tabbed down. And then, you know, I was like, oh, wait, this. I want to watch the video again. I'd open up the tab. It was already there. And I would just reload the video and it'd be right, boom, right there before my eyes. And I'd be like, Kendall, look, look, look. And then she'd see it again too. It was a whole thing. It happened like every day for like a couple of weeks or something. Like, oh, we're having a tough day, a rough day. Like, yes. Let's just have a little pick me up. That's a little pick me up. Let's watch this little transformation <laughs> video. So fuck it. We did it several times. And it was <laughs> funny. And then eventually it went away. But what did not go away was this person so my story didn't work out i'm assuming you know this person was just not very interested in me probably because he just might not be interested in men in general however my little friend kendall 
comes into the scene. And then our stories collide. So yeah, we're in a pandemic. We're like, oh, well, we'll never see him again. We're graduating. He's graduating. And um, I think I had followed him as well, eventually. After we had talked about him forever, I think I yeah. eventually started following him. And he followed me back. And then one day, I also have pulled up some Instagram messages. <laughs> one day, he slides into my DMs. This is April 11th. He responds to one of my stories and I guess backstory a little bit. So when Andy was going to work out every day, he saw him every day at the gym. I was personal trainer at UREG and I was, would train this lady at the same time that they were both working out. So I would also see him frequently in the morning. So he recognized me from there and he messaged me, said, Hey, you're a personal trainer at UREG, right? And I was like, Hey, yeah, I am. And he said, okay, yeah, I thought I saw you working with working the early shifts with the lady. I was meaning to talk to you this semester, but things happen, I guess, because we're mid-pandemic, we're stuck at home now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hi, yeah, I remember seeing you too. Bummer, this virus ruined those plans. And he was like, virus doesn't stop us from talking now. Gotta <laughs> do, just, gotta, just gotta do things different than normal till this passes, till this passes. <laughs> Here we are, still in it. <laughs> sure, guess um, yeah, and then we talked on Instagram for a little bit, and then he goes, "Oh, what's your snap?" So now I'm like, oh, great, here we go. <laughs> and then, and meanwhile, I'm like telling, obviously, screenshotting, sending messages to our like office group chat, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you will never, never guess who slid into my DMs." <laughs> and let me just let me step in. I instantly was like, "This person's name." boom has to be because we all knew we all knew we had made a big deal well i had made a big deal about this person across the course of the semester it's funny because when we talk about him we say we call him by his first and last name <laughs> it's like one of those people yeah oh yeah it's like uh what's that movie i don't even know but yeah it's like we just we always call, it's hard not to say his first and last name but we're not going to um anyways okay so then he asked for my snap and then everyone's like oh my god you have to do it you have to do it for for the group, take one for the team. You have to girl. snap. <laughs> you have to snap him. Um, and so then we were like snapchatting back and forth. Um, I was over at Andy's house and I was like, uh, I hate. We're like in quarantine. I don't look good. I don't want to snap Snapchat someone in my face every day. <laughs> and and I'm like, God, I hate Snapchat. Like having a conversation through Snapchat is so painful. Like just text me if you want to have a conversation. So. So then I like, I prompt him over Snapchat. I'm like, oh, like you can just, I don't know what I said, but I alluded to, you can just text me like, here's my number. And so he texted me once and then I responded and then he responded to my text over Snapchat. And I was like, are you joking? (laughs) So I just like continued, like he did not, clearly did not want to text me, only wanted to Snapchat me. And I was like, I hate this. I hate it actually. And And people would- is total red flag if you're for relationship yeah yeah when people on sometimes on hinge people be like oh what's your snap and i'm like oh you can ask for my snap really and the red flag yeah um and he honestly wasn't like that interesting to talk to and so y'all were like asking for updates like all the time and i'm like i honestly like it's not that interesting and i just felt bad because y'all were living vicariously through me and i like wasn't delivering (laughs) and correct she was not and it was a disappointing but it's okay 
<laughs> and then, yeah, just fizzled out. I don't know that. Yeah, we're in quarantine, and then I moved to Colorado, and so the, it didn't go anywhere. Obviously, it ends and, with kind of a dud. Nothing ever happened for yeah. either of us, but this person <laughs> lives on in infamy and in yes. folklore and in our podcasts and yes. this this mystery person is our gym crush of the week yes a long <laughs> one but there it is in the story yeah the, our yeah. little mystery crush so we'll post later this week but if you have any mystery crushes that you may or may not want to keep a mystery and we'll tag them in, in a comment let <laughs> yeah, us know shot in yeah. Our comments. <laughs> yeah here's a quote that i do want to end everyone with um you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> but what's the shot you should take? The one with yourself, because you are that gym crush. Oh, Kendall Clark coming in hot. <laughs> wow, good, good one, Kendall. Woo! All right. Off the dough. <laughs> All right. Thanks for